guys, welcome back to Human Architects, where your development is yours and no one else's, so never accept blanket advice because you're too awesome for that. Let's get started. So today is episode 12, and I'm really happy that we're moving forward. And finally, I hit 2,000 downloads, so thank you. I want to give a special shout out to the Brazilians who have just started listening to my podcast. It is awesome before you weren't on the list of people who are listening, and now I see you're listening all the time. You guys are my number two listeners after America, so thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So today we're going to have a podcast um, about walking, and at first I wanted to call it walks, but I didn't really think that people would understand what I mean by walks, so I put walking. So why? Why did I choose to pick the topic walking? I've been running for the past five years, and I think if I really put a date on the time that I started walking, I started walking once I decided I wanted to change my life. I had gotten up to about 180 pounds at my maximum, and I'm really short. So at 180 pounds, it was ridiculous. I mean, you couldn't, of course I was big, but thankfully I could carry some of my weight in a decent way. But I decided that I wasn't going to live like that anymore. And the reason why I'd gotten like that is because like, culture, living in America, traveling a lot, not really taking care of myself. I mean, there were numerous reasons that I could have created in my mind. Being a foodie, who knows? But one of the things that I recently discovered was walking. And I know it's going to sound funny because I grew up in New York, right? So of course, growing up in New York, you learn to walk and walking is one of the things that you do. But today it's going to be really different because I'm going to share with you what I just discovered about walking. So the reason why I chose the topic is that in 2007, I started running, which is technically 10 years, but I wouldn't say that I was consistent with it. So it's why I say five years, because I prefer to give you less time than more. So 2007, I started running. I was in a relationship. I had gained a lot of weight. I realized that it was probably because my relationship needed to end and I needed to change my life. So I ran and I ran and I ran and I ran, I would say about 30 pounds off, of course, with doing other sports, with doing hot yoga, which I hate, (laughs) and with doing a bunch of different stuff. But let's say that I ran it all off. I hated running, but I did it anyhow. And at some point, it turned from hate to to a habit, to an adjustment. But recently, um, having plateaued at this weight and wanting to now focus on the weight that I am at, that I'm comfortable with that, but wanting to tone my body, right? Because if you've ever lost a large or even 20 pounds, if you've ever lost weight, something happens to your skin, right? Like, and it's not the same thing as someone who's never gained weight. You have to kind of like readjust your skin. It's harder to build muscle. It's harder to show um, your abs, your, your muscle. So you can be really, really fit. Like if I use myself for an example, um, my partner is really, he looks really, really fit. But if the two of us have to go toe to toe, I'm quite, or maybe equal or a little bit more fitter than him, but you wouldn't be able to tell it because he's the one that looks big and buff, right? So what I realized is that I needed to find a solution and running wasn't going to be it because if I wanted to lose pounds, maybe running would help, but that's not really what I wanted to do. So I started to look up how is it exactly that you tone skin or that you burn fat or things like this? Because I specifically wanted to reduce my fat count, reduce my my BMI. And so I found, I found walking. And I was like, it can't be possible. 
what all those old ladies do in the park. It can't be possible that walking is the solution. And in fact, it is. Because a couple months ago, I, well, actually, maybe a month ago, I, I took my last trip and I went to Andorra. And during my time in Andorra, I walked about 35 kilometers to 45 kilometers per day. So I walked from the, from the beginning to the end. And in miles, that's about maybe 20, 25 miles per day. My legs looked great. And it's always the place where I can judge where my fitness is going. So my legs looked great. And I was like, okay, I run maybe one hour a day every day and my legs never look like this. So having done the research, I realized that for me, having plateaued at the weight that I want to be at and wanting to change the sculpt and the look of my body beyond pounds, I need to start walking. So walking is a great tool, which I'm going to explain to you a little bit further. Walking is a great tool for burning fat, for creating more leanness, for reducing the places, specific spaces that you want to reduce, like for example, your legs. And I'm going to explain to you how this happens. So the difference between men and women. Men are always trying to build muscle and luckily for them, their body is made for that. Women were always trying to tone and trying to get a little bit smaller. And if we're honest with ourselves, trying to rid ourselves with cellulite or fat of all these things. So for men, walking is great at the beginning of your weight loss journey or your fitness journey. Or if you find that you have kind of the shape of a woman and let's be honest, there are some men that do have the shape of a woman with like big thighs and a big butt. Walking is a better solution for you because it will make you more lean. However, for women, um, in terms of not just losing weight, but losing weight and having your body reduced to the size it should be in terms of leanness, in terms of lowering fat, in terms of lowering um, your cellulite, this is the best way to go. And for men, it's also great if you, well, I'm going to explain to you when it comes in that it's great for for both sexes. The next thing is calories versus fat. So as I explained to you, if you run, you will burn more calories. But if you walk, you burn more fat. Of course, fat weighs less than muscle. But if you reduce your fat over time, it's easier to have a body built based on muscle. So I'm not saying that you don't have to run. For me, I've stopped running because I really want to see what my body looks like when it's just walking. So I'll explain to you guys my morning routine now for the next 30 days. So then the next thing is stress and anxiety. If you are stressed, uh, if you can't think, if you're feeling your world is about to crash in, walking always gives you a sense of pulling back and being able to rethink your day and rethink what's happening in your life. So it is definitely a way to calm yourself. So I would definitely say check out or try walking at least once or twice a day. Number five, learning. For sure, it's awesome because when I'm walking, this is what I'm doing. So I have a magazine subscription to um, Marie Claire A and um, I think Architectural Design. So I have these two magazines that have been piling up in my closet and I've never found the time to read them, of course, because I make up every excuse why I don't have the time. So now that I've started walking in the morning and in the afternoon and once again at dinner, I mean, after dinner, it's great. I've torn through these magazines. This week alone, I've read about 10 10 different magazines. So walking is a great time to listen to a podcast, to read a magazine that you have piling up, or to get through some books that you really feel you want to read, but you never have the time. You can't do that with running because you will either fall on the floor or fall on the treadmill and everyone wants to keep their teeth. The next thing is thinking. 
I use walking as a moment to think about my day, to think about what's going wrong, to think about what's going right, to think about how I can change and improve my day. I also use walking as a moment to do a check-in, like, okay, what have you done today? What's not going well? What is going well? Why isn't it going well? So I would say that if you find yourself stumped, you need to produce work, you need to do something, or you just need to think, go for a walk and don't have any limitations on it. The next thing is, how does it work? So the reason why I wanted to talk to you guys about walking and explain to you how it works. So when you walk, your body is still packed with oxygen and your body needs lots and lots of oxygen in order to burn fat. However, when you're running, all this oxygen that your body normally has to burn fat goes to helping you to breathe. The problem with that is that if your goal is to burn fat and you're running, you will never burn as much fat as possible. You'll burn more calories, but you won't burn more fat. And as I explained to you, burning more fat creates more leanness in your body, in your muscles. So if you're working towards a six-pack and you can't figure out why you can't see your six-pack, it's because it's covered in fat. So running is great because it'll burn the calories, but it's not going to burn the fat. And so transitioning to a place of consciousness where you start to either walk more or walk in combination with running will help you to burn fat in those places that you haven't been able to before. The other thing um, are the benefits. So here's some clear benefits. I wrote down 10. Number one, burns fat. I just explained that. Number two, if you're struggling to build muscle, um, building muscle is easier for men than it is for women. But at the same point, It's great to try to build muscle, but if it's covered in fat, you will never see that muscle, right? So I think any good kind of workout program, you want to equally pay attention to your fat that you're burning as much as the calories that you're burning, because you can be as fit as possible, but if it's covered in a ball of fat, then that doesn't really help you to see your results. The next thing is that it's easier in your body. So uh, if you have back problems, if you have knee problems, if you have joint problems, You can walk for a really long time without ever having any immediate pain. I think biking is also something else that's like this, but today the topic is walking because I'm on my 30-day walking challenge and I want to share with you guys what I found for myself. The next thing is that it gives you a chance to, as I said to you before, to listen and to learn and to read, whether it's a podcast or a book. Um, uh, Marie Claire, like I'm listening to right right now, it's free. That's another bonus. it's not, it's not something that you try to get out of, right? So like whenever we have to go running, if you don't really love running, you come up with many excuses why you can't run. Nobody really has an excuse for walking. So number six is that you lessen the amount of excuses that you create. Um, number seven, you will notice notable, notable differences within the first week. You'll notice it, for, for example, in your legs. For sure, you'll notice it. You might notice it in your stomach, but I can definitely tell you, you'll notice it in your legs because you'll see that they're leaner and they're cleaner and they have less fat and less cellulite. And if you want, you can buy a measure to make sure that you know how much inches you've lost. The number eight is that the results are clear. Like I just explained to you guys. Number nine, you can enjoy You can invite your friends and your family. So normally when I would go running, my partner or my mother or my friends and family would never want to go with me. 
And the problem with running in a team is that you have to run at someone else's pace. And exercise usually is a very personal thing, right? It's based on your mood. It's based on your capacity that day. You can't predict how you're going to feel. I mean, unless you're like an Olympian athlete, generally, it depends on how you feel your ability to push yourself. But walking is something that you can do in a social setting. So you can invite a couple of your friends, you can bring your children, you can bring your partner, you can bring your coworkers, and it's great. And the other thing um, that is great about walking is that it's still considered a form of exercise. And as a bonus, it's not noticeable, right? So when you run, people notice you're going running and then they ask you tons of questions. Well, I've noticed that you started running. I've seen you running on blah, blah, blah. You're looking good. You know, like people began to take notice in your running. But when you're walking, you just slip on your sneakers. I prefer Nikes, but I'm not plugging them. But you slip on your sneakers and you just go. And as you're going, no one's going to stop you and be like, hey, I've seen you walking more than you walked before. So walking is great because you can do it without drawing a huge amount of attention to yourself. So my morning strategy or my walking strategy is so generally in the morning, um, I start my morning with, I told you before, my kind of miracle morning after reading the miracle morning um, book and adjusting it to my own habits. So I start my morning with a bit of yoga, some meditation, some stretching, some journaling. And then I make myself some green tea because green tea seems to cure a lot of things. So I make myself some green tea in a canteen that I can walk with. And I take a walk. I take a walk for anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour. And I just walk around my city thinking, whether it's reading, whether it's using a podcast. And then I come back and I have my first cup of coffee. So you can try this out and see what what happens. But generally, if I weigh myself before I leave and I come back one hour after walking, I've lost at least one pound. People might want to argue and disagree about this. They might say that it's not happening. It might not last the entire day, depending on what you eat, but you will definitely see the difference from walking for one hour at different paces of interval paces. And I think tomorrow I will create a blog on different approaches to walking if you want to burn fat or or to lose weight. But in general, this walking topic will not go away. It will definitely be a critical noter that I will come back to all the time. But I walk in the morning for about 30 minutes to one hour, and then I do some kind of musculation or, well, that's how my French students say it, but not musculation, but weightlifting, right? So I do some type of weightlifting. Um, And then after this, I start my day. After lunch, I take another walk, maybe for 30 minutes, depending on how much time I have. And if this is in the middle of your workday, 30 minutes is about right. If you have an hour break, you eat for 30 and then you walk for 30 And I never really weigh myself after this moment, but what happens is that your body then uses that time afterwards, hours after your metabolism has been boosted, and you kind of restart your day fresh. And my final walk happens right after dinner, right? Because I can't have an excuse for that. I finish eating dinner, I slip on my sneakers, and I immediately go for a walk. This walk tends to be about an hour because I really don't have any excuse. I could sit in front of the TV and watch TV the whole time, but I don't really have the habit of watching TV and there are really no benefits for me in watching TV. So that's my strategy. I try to walk three times a day, once in the morning before I eat and to clear my mind with some green tea and you can choose whatever tea you want. Once after lunch to speed up my metabolism and to restart my day, kind of like a partition. And finally, after dinner, I take another walk for a minimum of 30 minutes, but I aim for 60 minutes all the time. So my tips for today before I end the podcast, number one, is 
If you have back problems, do not sleep on your tummy. Do not, do not. I know we love sleeping on our tummy. We've been trained since babies to sleep on our tummy. And so we do this, but the problem is when you have an inflamed back or back problems, you're just twisting your spine into a ball that will in the end cripple you. Not really cripple you, but you'll feel the pain. So if you have back problems and you must sleep on your stomach to sleep, you need to put a pillow on your tummy between the bed and yourself to support your back so that your spine is always kind of straight. But in general, it's not good to sleep on your tummy if you have back problems. And the next thing is I've tried many times to become an expert at yoga and every time I failed. So I found this 31 day yoga challenge and it's been awesome. So I would say, and I, I kind of quit for like a few days, uh, but tomorrow morning I'm starting again. And so I would say to you guys, check this out. It's 31 days. It's called Yoga Revolution with Adrian. Um, I'll repost it tomorrow on the Facebook group and I'll try to tag it inside the, the article that I post on walking on the blog. So if you don't find it on the Facebook group or on the blog, you can email me about it or you can Google it, but it's awesome and you don't have to think about it. It's about 20 to 30 minute sessions. So I try to do about two sessions if I have time per day or one session per day but the goal is to just try to do it once a day and you kind of improve your yoga ability and after this you can I think you end out at like an intermediate level and then you can find another course but the goal is to be committed for 31 days and so if you want you can join me on this walking tour right so like I'm walking every day at least two um, I would like to be three times a day I'm going to go three times a day, but you can do twice a day, once in the a.m. and once at night or once at, after lunch and once in the morning. But in the morning walk, that should be non-negotiable, right? And then also you can join me on the yoga challenge, which will be about 31 days. And you can tell me how it goes with you, Adrian, and Downward Dog. So as a final note, um, you can find me at Human Architects or RealHumanArchitects.com. That's the blog. You can find me on Facebook at Real Human Architects. You can find me on Pinterest, Human Architects, Google+, email me at humanarchitects at outlook.com, or you can call and leave me a voicemail, which I'm happy to receive, um, at plus 415-993-0559. So that's it. That's episode 12. Um, have a good Sunday. I will see you next Sunday, same time, same place. This is Human Architects, where your development is yours and no one else's, so never accept blanket advice. I'm Harlem, your host, and this was episode 12. Goodbye.